A car powered by seawater? That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. Flooding last week in the Midwest took three lives and could cost billions of dollars in lost homes, crops, livestock, and even permanent loss of topsoil. Heavy rains came during the recent bomb cyclone that dumped water on frozen ground, unable to absorb it. Earther reports that runoff in some areas of Iowa, Nebraska, and Missouri swept away productive topsoil needed to grow wheat, soybean, and corn, and replaced it with sand and silt. The floods have also shut down nearly 15 percent of the country's ethanol production due to rail lines being washed out and corn storage being flooded. Military bases have been affected. Eighty buildings at the Offutt Air Force Base, home of the U.S. Strategic Air Command, were swamped. The Associated Press noted that flooding is an example of how weather extremes are not limited to the coasts and a dramatic example of how climate change poses a national security threat. Flooding could persist for months due to snow melting in the northern states, according to NOAA, with two-thirds of the country at risk. Last week, a judge temporarily blocked oil and gas drilling on thousands of acres in Wyoming because the federal government had failed to consider climate change. The judge ruled that the government must focus not just on how drilling might affect plants, animals, and water near a site, but also on the consequences of burning the fuel once it's extracted. The case could have implications for drilling on all public lands. Extracting and burning fossil fuels from federal lands generates emissions that equal almost one and a half billion tons of carbon dioxide annually, which is about a quarter of all the emissions of CO2 in the U.S. The New York Times reports that the suit in which the judge issued his order was filed against the Obama administration before the 2016 election. But the ruling could put a dent in the Trump administration's plans to expand drilling on public lands, including offshore. There are two new studies about climate change. The first is from the USGS and shows that rising sea levels threaten California's economy 10 times more than extreme wildfires or earthquakes. The report published in the journal Nature says that higher oceans mean storms could cause $150 billion in damage to coastline structures and put as many as 600,000 people at risk from flooding by the end of the century. But even in the next 20 years, much property will be vulnerable. The second study is about CO2 emissions from high elevations of the Rocky Mountains. We've already known that permafrost melting in the Arctic can release greenhouse gases that have been trapped for centuries. But the new research suggests that snowy mountain ecosystems around the world also contain permafrost that may be in jeopardy as the climate warms. The study from the University of Colorado and published in the journal Nature Communications finds that landscapes above 11,000 feet in the Colorado Rockies are leaking CO2 into the atmosphere more than they are capturing, and the leaked carbon was relatively old. In summer, carbon is being absorbed by plants, but the study shows that greenhouse gases are being released during the colder months. John Knowles, the lead author, told E&E News that something is happening to release carbon that had been stored for decades or even centuries. And research may suggest that the area had intact permafrost, but recent warming and environment change has caused the soil to degrade. Electric vehicles are viewed as a good choice to reduce CO2 emissions, but there's another potential option for clean transportation, fuel cell vehicles, which use hydrogen mixed with oxygen to power an electric motor. 
The only byproduct is water. However, there are several obstacles for fuel cell vehicles, including their high cost and a lack of infrastructure for filling stations. And although hydrogen is abundant on the planet, most of it is captured from fossil fuels, diminishing its potential as a green technology. Harnessing hydrogen from fresh water is not desirable because it requires tapping into limited resources, and the process requires huge amounts of electricity. But that may be changing. Researchers from Stanford announced last week that they have devised a way to generate hydrogen from seawater using solar power to separate the hydrogen from oxygen. They also solved the problem of salt causing corrosion, which has impeded efforts in the past. So the authors say if the so-called hydrogen economy takes off, their new method could increase the availability of fuel cell cars. The wait may not be long. Bloomberg reports that a Canadian utility has agreed to test a system to extract hydrogen from seawater, and China is massively investing in technology and infrastructure for fuel cell transportation. And finally, could a bathroom throne have a new noble goal to detect heart failure? It could because of an innovative toilet seat invented by a team at Rochester Institute of Technology that monitors vital signs for those who have been recently hospitalized for the condition. Heart failure occurs when not enough blood is pumped to meet the body's needs. But it doesn't mean that the heart has stopped or is about to stop. Rather, it needs support to function properly. Symptoms of heart failure include shortness of breath, fatigue, and swelling in the ankles, feet, and legs. Therefore, the thighs are a good place to monitor because the body's largest artery runs through them. The seats, which measure everything from blood pressure to blood oxygen, can detect deteriorating conditions before someone realizes they have a problem. And because the seats transmit data rapidly, interventions can be as simple as a drug change or a short office visit instead of readmission to the hospital, which happens with 25 to 45 percent of patients. The inventors are working on FDA approval and hope to make their smart seat available for the nearly one million patients diagnosed with heart failure every year. This Week in Water is sponsored by the American Water Works Association. Explore new trends in technology at ACE19, June 9th through 12th in Denver. Learn more at awwaace.org. 